Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Justin Fields, under center man in motion. Play fake, setting up the throw. Looking right, wide open, commit. Turns up at the five to the end zone. And he plows through a lion right front pylon. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Oh, well. It was nice while it lasted, right? Defensively, didn't start out good enough. They doubled up on the nose at defense. Snap, orbit motion, fake the screen left. They throw the screen right. Swift inside the 20 to the 15-10 end zone. Nobody touched him for the touchdown. That was some missed tackles. You know, third and 18 to start the second half. You know, I think uh, uh, one of our defensive linemen missed a tackle, and the, he spun out of it, and then our corner lost leverage, and our safety lost leverage. So, again, they got to get him on the ground there. The snap, Bears Plus have some sort no of guys. play lined up here because Fields going to sling it right. Oh, it's intercepted. Gosh, Aiden Hutchinson with the interception. Playing back, and he intercepts the ball to end the first half. That play right there was a call and a run play. We didn't expect that look. And, I mean, to be honest with you, I should have just thrown the ball away. Um, I don't know why I did that. But you live and you learn, and just, just keep keep getting better. Bear down. One, two, three. And here we go, Jeff. Here we go. Here we go, Jeff. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Remix. Today, you get Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. Right here on 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios. Brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. There was a lot of mistakes on that on that intro right there. And not mistakes by the person producing it. But mistakes by the Chicago Bears, Groats. Well, they only allowed 504 <laughs> yards to the Detroit Lions. What could possibly have gone wrong? Yeah, And actually, that interception that Justin Fields threw was... Where Aiden Hudson was literally standing yeah, there the whole time. Just awful. All you got to do is get to the halftime, or I don't know what exactly they were trying to do. It was a very nice return by Valus Jones to get the ball to the 44, and then that that was just a, an attention lapse there by Justin Fields. That was not good. No, 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 especially because at, at that point, I mean, you thought maybe there was some hope there. You're down, you know, 24-10. You got the good return. You didn't have any timeouts left, but you you know, you know, wanted to feel good about yourselves. It was very Jay Cutler-esque that moment. Wow. I, such a great comp. It's very Jay Cutler. It's just like, lackadaisical. Yes. Looks Did, terrific to a point. That was always Jay Cutler. Oh, my God. This guy, he's already got 200 yards and then tries to throw into triple coverage, and it's a devastating interception. Like, not just a small, it's a costly interception. And it, that was costly. Even in the explanation, though, Groats, where he's just like, yeah, you know. I didn't see that look before, shouldn't I? Uh, to be honest, 
Probably shouldn't have threw that. Just run <laughs> like, like, away. Like, hold up. I Next. appreciate the honesty. I appreciate the honesty. Yeah, it was right? a rough day, man. But that was a tough one. Bears fall into the Lions 41 to 10. No points in the last three quarters, Groats. Couldn't get the offense going. It's so odd because the Bears have been starting so well, or it seems as such. I mean, I made I made a number of bets yesterday on that game. One of them was the Bears would win the race to five. It was like plus 180. And I said, well, the Bears are no longer kicking off the ball if they win the if they win the coin toss because they feel like their defense can't hold up. So they're always asking for it. And then, obviously, if the Lions were to win the toss, they would want to defer. So the Bears were going to get the ball. And I said, the Bears always score on the first drive, seems as such. Twelve times they've scored on their first drive this year, which is – we hit on it a little bit in transition. If we are trying to collect positives, that is a fantastic positive. Like, that goes – that box is checked. Like, I'm not like everybody else. I'm not giving Luke Getze a head coaching job like everybody else did earlier yeah. in the year. <laughs> All I'm saying is that the guy is checking boxes, and that that is a huge one. And then, you know, the adjustment they made after Washington, that that is a huge one for sure. But it, it doesn't mean anybody yet is good at their jobs no. with the Bears. And I'm talking about coaching. I'm talking about players. It's an incomplete for Justin Fields. Wait, wait, you said coaching. So you're saying like you feel that way about coaching? It's, a, it's well? a com- incomplete. I, I don't think he's been bad. Actually, like I can think of very positive things about Matt Eberflus. But to actually say, oh yeah, I think how how can you say he's a good head coach when they've lost nine in a row and they're three and thirteen? Yeah. I, and I'm not laying all of that on Eberflus and say, oh god, this guy is horrible. But you can't one way or another. You can't give him an A. You can't even give it a thumbs up. You give it a. You do what I think we've done a good job about in literally picking apart the things within the game, whether they are positive things or negative things. You know, uh, you know, Matt Eberflus earlier in a game this year when they had the ball. You know, on the I don't remember who they were playing on the opposition's forty. They decided to kneel it going into into the locker room. There's there, been some moments there, for there, sure. There have been some bad decisions made by Matt Eberflus, yeah. but there's also been some good adjustments made by Matt Eberflus and some good decisions. So when you look at all that, it probably grades out as okay, not bad. That's what I probably say. C plus, not bad. Like his in-game coaching and what he talks about. Because if you actually listen to Matt Eberflus talk, he's a smart guy. Like he actually is football-y, football-y as people think he is, and he is. There is some sense to be made in the things he says, but I I can't. It's really tough to grade the organization. I hear right what Sandra Grotz, it sounds like you're saying, like, you know, like you're dating someone and everything seems to be okay, whatever they're saying in the very beginning. And then after a while, you start looking at it sideways uh, and you're here like, here we go. Wait a second. I've heard this before. Yeah, I know yeah. you're full of crap right now. I might want to have one kid. <laughs> I'm not necessarily sure how this is going. I'm going to have to reevaluate this relationship. <laughs> that, that's, that's what, that's what, like, I had that occur once. I think I was six weeks into a relationship. And she said, yeah, looking at things. And like, I think by by this time next year, we'll be living together. I'm like, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kill, Omaha, kill, Omaha, kill, Omaha, kill, 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 kill. It's a running play. Mark Grody. It's got to be a running play instead. <laughs> Filling in for Parkinson Spiegel right here uh, on 670 The Score. And that's how you become single. Hello, yeah, everybody. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. hey. Plenty of fish. Check them out on Hinge. Amen. Make sure you swipe right on uh, all those things. All right. All right, so um, Bears, this game, though, I mean, there was, there was a lot more things that you could look at. I mean, obviously, a couple of, of, of big headlines. One, the Chase Claypool situation. You know, the second was, the, obviously, the, the rotating carousel of offensive linemen for the Chicago Bears, the inability to stop the Lions on defense. I mean, what were some things that, that really stood out uh, to you uh, during this game, Groats? Yeah, I mean, we, we talked I, – I, I mean, the – 
best thing I saw all year, actually, ironically, happened in the game yesterday. Wait, is it the same thing? I, I hope bet it's it the same is. thing to mine. What was it? Cole Komet coming under center. The sweet, yeah. Taking the hike. <laughs> that was the best thing And ever flinging seen. it out to Justin Fields. And we're like, what? Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. Awesome. That was that, great. That was like, uh, isn't it the irony? Like, that was pathetic what the Bears did yesterday. <laughs> but that play was... So I haven't seen that one before. Awesome. And then you start looking at your quarterback in that moment, and you're like, damn, you are a big human being. Like, you do look like a running back yeah. taking that sweep and just running through the line like that. That's a big dude. Because when have you ever seen that? Like, you, you would never see, you know, like I said yesterday for the Colts, you would never see Nick Foles, you know, their, their tight end, Molly Cox, you know, throw a sweep to Nick Foles. Right. Or, oh, or anyone right. for that matter. Who do you see taking a sweep play? No. Like, it just it, doesn't happen. And that was just another piece of, oh, yeah, we, we've got Justin Fields and we could do stuff like that. And you hope Luke Getzey will continue to be creative. But just like that, that's a takeaway. I mean, the biggest takeaway is, and they've, they've gotten a pass all year. And quite frankly, it's it gets boring to discuss the Bears defense because we know the majority of it will not exist next year. But they gave up 504 yards yesterday and it was like it was embarrassing to watch the 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 great big gaping holes that were made I mean we talked about this a little bit earlier but I'll, I'll throw it in there now in the third quarter the Bears get a sack and I don't even know who was credited with it it's either Travis Gibson or Dominique Robinson or both they may have each had a yeah, Travis Gibson had got there first okay. it seemed like and, and then Robinson, Robinson was in the vicinity up, yeah. yes um, so they make that play, and I'm like, oh, good. Wow, there's Travis Gibson. There's Dominique Robbins. I haven't seen these guys all year, like since the beginning of the year. That is encouraging. And then right after that, DeAndre Swift and Jamison Williams, the wide receiver, with big explosive runs leading to the Jamal Williams touchdown. So you get a sack, and then they run three plays and they're in the end zone. That that's not the way the NFL works. Sacks are supposed to destroy drives, not stimulate drives. Come on at and that that's point. what happened yesterday. Yeah. The Bears defense stimulated the Lions offense even when they were making plays. It was almost in that moment too when they ran Jameson uh, Williams on that sweet play. It was like That's the play, the it, second yeah. play of that series. And yeah. It's almost like the Lions were like, "Oh, you think you're cute doing that with Vailus yeah. Jones? We have a speed guy could, too. Yes. Check it out. This is what our this is this is how ours looks." <laughs> and obviously yeah. uh, way better result in that one but yeah it was, it was tough to watch I mean you're right when you bring up you know embarrassment the beginning of the season that's really what I wanted from the, from the Bears teams not get embarrassed because that's what was happening last year almost every game and I felt like this year if, if, if there was to be some growth granted I could accept the losing but it was the embarrass, embarrassment week in and week out so that's why this one kind of rubbed me the wrong way there was uh, the, the other one there was a couple of other games too as of late that, that have happened that you just kind of say to yourself this just doesn't feel good and, you know, you saw it happen on, on the sideline with Chase Claypool that we mentioned, you know, kind of blowing up. You heard Justin Fields kind of addressing that in the post game. Yeah, we'll get to that. Some good yeah, stuff. Really there. good stuff yeah. there. Some great, great leadership stuff from him. But, I mean, you're right. I mean, if you're, you know, you're a grown man. There's a couple games left. You just knew it was going to happen eventually. You were wondering how Eberflus was going to keep this thing together. That's what everyone kept asking. That's things we would ask, you know, all the experts about. And it just seemed as though it kind of fell apart. It did. Well, yes, and I, I I have been very accepting, I think, as long, along with a lot of people, of the eight-game losing streak because we've been able to derive so much good out of the individual moments and see development. We've accepted that these games are about development, even though they've been god-awful. But yesterday is, you know, that they 
they were so awful and it was so embarrassing and it didn't like i said earlier it didn't seem like anybody on that team was particularly angry about it and it has to it ha- if if Matt Eberflus is who he says he is and that is a man who derives his uh his life on principles right he yeah. is he is into principles and the hits principle is real and he he let that slide yesterday? But you're, but you're so you're more so saying, Groats, that you wanted the coaching staff to be upset, yeah, or you wanted the players. I wanted Matt Eberflus to be upset specifically, specifically because this that's that is everything that, that contradicts everything that he believes in. What we saw yesterday, right? Especially he's a defensive guy. But have we seen him be be that guy before? Have we seen him kind of? You know, really come down on his team. I don't think we've seen that. No, this year. because but this was, the, I think, the first time that I thought it was necessary. This is the first time I've okay. even thought about that. Even a, but, even a tongue in cheek joke like, "There's going to be a lot of film to watch where these guys usually get two or three plays. Maybe today there's going to be five or six. Yeah, like, well, I'm, something I'm, to kind of just throw a jab at the team. I'm watching the game yesterday. And I'm thinking, oh boy, this is going to be the game. I'm the third quarter. I'm like, this is Eberflus is going to let it fly. Yeah, and he he's going to turn and, red and in the fourth. He should. Because that that is an embarrassment to everything he believes in, and then he he didn't. It was just like any other game, and so I don't know. I, I get it, like the the idea. Well, well, maybe they'll do it internally, and they don't want that message out there. But what about the fans too? You can't you can't hit us over the head. We want with somebody the hits. to get yelled at well, too. Well, you can't hit us over the head with the hits principle. You can't use okay. that for That's every fair. single answer That's that fair. we we ask them and talk about that and grade guys that way, and then act like that yesterday was nothing. Yeah, well. And I know he he was not happy during his press conference, but like I don't know, I, I didn't understand why he he was very inconsistent yesterday. I thought with the message that he is trying to put out there, and and that is that the, I I live on these principles. And I yeah. guess yesterday he wasn't. I hear you, Groats. I guess I, when I'm when I'm looking at the team, I'm thinking to myself like, well, who the hell is he going to yell at? It's not going to be Justin Fields for going seven for twenty one for seventy five yards. It's not going to yell at him. Are you going to yell at you know David Montgomery? Nope. Are you yelling at you know? Equinemius St. Braxton. How about Braxton Jones? <laughs> okay, okay. Now, I like that. That's that, a good that guy you're bringing in. Come on in. Well, I guess but, uh, Chris Morgan like, gives the yelling. Are you the... yelling at, you know, Joe Thomas? <laughs> you're like, dude, you suck. No, that's a great Let's point. Go. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because <laughs> it really Josh does. Black- you know, maybe, maybe you just gave me my answer because if he. If he scolds out all yeah. those players, then that's an indictment on Ryan Poles. Yeah. And Ryan Poles will be like, dude, you knew what we were trying to do here. You knew the players. It was a rank-and-file <laughs> signings. You knew why we brought in Justin Jones. Come here. What's your name again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harrison Hand? Yeah. Dude, what's going on? What are you doing over here? By the way, Har- I lo- Harrison Hand. Yeah. This, this gives me a chance to talk about Harrison Hand. This is an actual guy that's on the Bears defense. Yeah, he way. made a tackle yesterday. And, yeah. of course, the, the announcers didn't mention it because they don't. after a while, they just stopped identifying. Identifying the defensive tackle. I mean, they couldn't get enough of, of talking about how the, the running game is great because of Justin Fields and David Montgomery and didn't even mention Khalil Herbert. Um, but anyway, Harrison Hand. Here's the thing about Harrison Hand. One of my favorite people in the locker room. Really? Harrison Hand is this really super spiritual, laid-back guy who does not wear shoes in his daily life, ever. Like, he walks out of... Like, like, because he wants to feel the earth and the organic, and like, because I'd I'd see him walking around the locker room just uh, barefooted, and so I got into a nice little conversation with him, and it's just he is just organic, he is of the earth, dude. So, but he has to. So yeah, but but I I was like, is he gonna put shoes on when he goes out there? Yep, got his shoes on, got his spikes on, and he made a play. Look at that. This is why we call him Mark the Talent Grody. 
because he gives us stories from the locker room like that. And That's all it takes, man. I guess I am talented. We are going to be hanging out today till 545, filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. At 545, the pregame for the Chicago Bulls will begin. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergmini, and they are going to be taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers after losing to them on Saturday, New Year's Eve. Well, fortunately for us on the show, granted, we are going to be talking a lot of Bears but well, we get to have Chuck Swirsky. Oh, nice. I know. He's not taking today off. No. Like the rest of this place. Double duty. Yeah. Well, uh, Holmes did say that the morning show was here too. So. Oh, that's right. Just okay. Parkinson Spiegel. So really, we just need to single out Parkinson Spiegel. For <laughs> Chuck Swirsky hangs out with us after the break. Make sure you're here for it. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Filling in for Parkinson's Spiegel on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Doing it and doing it and doing it. Afternoons on the score. Oh my goodness, that was sick. Gabe and Grody right here on 670 The Score filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. And right now we get to talk a little bit of basketball. They will be on our airwaves at 545. Of course, I'm talking about the Chicago Bulls. Bulls. Pre-game with Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini will be back in action. And right now joining us on the Circuit Resort Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. It is he, Chuck Swirsky, the man himself. What's up, Chuck? 
Hey, Gabe, number one, and uh, Mark, good to be with you. Thank you for the invitation. And Gabe, you did a terrific job filling in for Alyssa the other night. And, uh, you know, some of us had to work, which Bill and I did. Alyssa, of course, went to Aruba for about 24 <laughs> to 36 hours. Doesn't, doesn't Alyssa know yet that when you're young and grinding in this business, you're not allowed to go to Aruba? It's a new, it's a new, age, it's a new age, man. When you're that age, you say, you know what, um, I need my mental health. And I need to go to my friend's wedding so that, that way I can have a good. Nah, she's she's the best. I and love I, her. I yeah. Her and I were texting a lot uh, leading up to that, but but thanks, Chuck. It was fun to be on with you guys. I gotta be honest, hearing how you guys operate, that was pretty cool, man. That was especially with that game uh, going down to the wire like that. Demar, obviously, the NBA coming out saying he got fouled on that last last second shot as he was leaning to the right, and that was a that was a bad that was a, a tough no call. But but there was another bad uh, another tough no call that happened that happened that night too. Mitchell crossing over White, triple drop, gap strip, down the floor, Williams to Javante Green, look out, oh my goodness, out of reverse slam dunk, and it didn't count. <laughs> that was great. Oh well. That was great. Don't put that on the resume tape. Yeah. The thing was this, Chuck, right, Javante was having a phenomenal first quarter. Yes. So you almost wanted to ride that wave of energy there. I did. I did. I thought, what the heck, you know? The time expired, and I just went with it. I went with the flow. And and for uh, just a note for our listeners, so Bill lost it. Like, he flat out <laughs> lost it because he thought I would just stop in mid-sentence and, okay, that's the end of the first quarter. Let's take a break. Well, he started like he uh, broke out in laughter, and it continued to the point we were late getting to the break, which meant that Gabe <laughs> – who was doing his courtside odds had like about six seconds to get in a 30 second uh, spot. So play to the echo true. of the whistle. Nice job. You there, Chuck? Yeah. Oh, I thought I'm we sorry. lost it. Sorry. My bad. My bad. So DeMar DeRozan, obviously, it, you know, what's bad is I, I, I thought for sure DeMar DeRozan would make the 15-foot the last second. It's just we've come to expect that out of DeMar DeRozan, but he misses it. The thing that I really liked about that game, despite it being a loss, Chuck, was the Io DeSumo game, you know, where he ended up with 19 points in the game. What did you think about his game, and what have you thought about Io DeSumo's season? Well, um, there, there, that's a two-part question. Number one, I think that Io has been – um, number one, he's always been steady defensively. I think he's been tentative offensively until late because his minutes have increased because of the injury to Caruso and his minutes have uh, increased, as you know, the last two weeks. Even now with Caruso coming back, I think he's going to see extended playing time. Having said that, I think he played a terrific all-around game the other night against Cleveland. And when he was matched up with Donovan Mitchell, who committed seven turnovers in that game. So I'm really not worried about Io. Um, you know, I think right now the Bulls have got to find a way to be more consistent. And I know that drives everyone crazy because everyone's saying the same thing. It sounds like a broken record. But against good teams, and I think Cleveland, let me just tell you, the last two minutes of that game, I thought the Bulls played superb defense. And we need to see more of that, not only tonight, the rest of the way, but they really bottled up the Cavs. The Cavs more or less tried to give this game to the Bulls. I, I, for the two of you who watched it, you probably would agree with that because 
I mean, they were trapping, they were pressing, the Bulls were playing outstanding on the ball defense, and Cleveland was just perplexed. I mean, they were they were turning the ball over at a very high rate, and um, it put them, the Bulls, in a position to win it, as you mentioned, Mark, on the last second shot that didn't go. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I heard you guys talking about like how bad – the, the passing was in particular for Cleveland and some with the Bulls as well. And I, I heard Bill Wennington talking about that kind of being a an overall, not, not a Bulls system thing, but the way that players are coached and taught. And I guess it comes down to the, the, the rudimental things are not coached as much as they once were. Well, I, I think they're being coached. I think it was whether or not they absorb what the teaching is. And let me just tell you, a lot of these turnovers that teams are committing are really not necessary at all. I mean, you're seeing jump passes, skip passes across the court because now the players are drilled into, if you see an open man behind the three-point arc, you know, you've got to get him the ball. So what are we seeing? We're seeing guys on the left elbow see a, a player stationed in the right corner. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to feed the ball cross-court. Well, it, it, the intention might be good, but the truth is these players are so long and athletic now, you're getting a ton of deflections and a ton of turnovers. And so, um, you know, I get it. Three is better than two. But when you make a jump pass or you're trying to whip a pass topside or the wing, allowing a player to try a three, you better make sure that that pass that's intended, number one, has a lane to get it to that player, number one. And secondly, that that ball is going to a player that can hit a three. We're talking to Chuck Swirsky here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, along with Mark Grody, filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. Chuck, you you mentioned three-point shooting, and when it comes to the Chicago Bulls, I mean, obviously they're not putting up a ton lately. On Saturday, just 21 three-point shots for the Bulls. Who who would be someone or what, you know, maybe two people you would like to see, you know, put up a couple more threes? And obviously the Bulls aren't putting up a ton. So who would you like to see get a higher volume up? Well, I mean, you know, like Zach takes eight per game. So, and he is a very proficient three-point shooter. Uh, in the month of December, I think he had a 50, 40, 90 month, which is excellent. Um, so, I mean, if he wanted to raise that to 10, but he's so athletic, I also think he should be going to the rim more and probably, if not eight per game like DeRozan does, at least seven per game. He's about four and a half, five right now um, going into this month. So, I mean, listen, the, the Bulls are last in three-point field goal attempts, as you mentioned. I don't believe in taking a three for the sake of taking the three. I think you have to have shooters on the floor, and yet they're a very good three-point shooting club when they're in that position. Um, but this game has radically changed so, so much over the last five, ten years and the way it's being taught now at the high school level, AAU ball, college, and the influx of analytics, not only at the NBA level, but they have analytics departments now at the NCAA level. And they're probably getting fed information at the high school level. And this is the way the game is going. And if you're a coach and you're a player, you better buy in. Because if you don't buy in and you want to still dial it back to the way this game was played in the 80s or 70s, then you're in big, big trouble because kids want to shoot the three. 
Do Do you think that uh, Chuck that Zach Levine will continue to buy into Demar Derozan getting the last shot of every game? Do you think I was thinking about that at the Cleveland game? Will there come a point where Zach Levine will be like? Yo, write me up a play for these last second shots. And I get, like, it should be DeRozan. But At least to switch it up so everybody doesn't know that it's always going to be DeMar. I don't have a problem with everybody knowing it's going to be DeMar. That's the way superstars operate. But at some point in time, when is Zach Levine going to say, what about me? Well, you know what? I haven't brought that up with Zach. I don't know his feelings about that. I would say this is that, uh, you know, the other night when DeMar, uh, you know, took over, uh, and the Bulls won in overtime over Milwaukee. I mean, the first guy to congratulate tomorrow was Zach. I don't think there's any personal animosity or professional acrimony between the two whatsoever. And I think Zach has totally bought in to who DeMar was and is and vice versa. Um, you know, I, I th- that game the other night, honestly, it was a game of runs like all NBA games are where, you know, Cleveland got off to a great start. They lived by 14 at one stage. In the uh, fourth quarter, Bulls came back, looked like the Bulls were going to, you know, kind of hold steady. And then Cleveland had a late run. Um, but this is this is a case where if you have three major options on the floor, and I include Vucevic, because I'd like to see Vuce get more touches in the post, uh, especially a game tonight against Jared Allen. Jared Allen is a really good defensive player. Um, his offensive game is still... I, I, I don't know. I mean, deep in the paint, in the semicircle, he can dunk and he can probably score a little bit. But I think Vooch uh, can really do a number on him. And I'd love to see, as they did the other day with Patrick Williams, to include and get him going early. I'd love to see Vooch get a touch. So they've got three options. And, you know, DeMar has you know, been the recipient of that call at end of games over the last year or so. Chuck Swirsky right here on 670 The Score. Chuck. On January 13th, you're going to be calling your 2,000th game. What? It's kind of crazy. I know. Uh, what, what would you say, Chuck, is is something that you do differently now for or during your broadcast that maybe you didn't particularly do at the beginning of your career? I'm talking about the growth of Chuck Swirsky. Wow. And give us your top 40 moments in play-by-play. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Top 40. <laughs> Just 40. Just 40. Okay, 30. 30. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Gabe, that is a very good question. That's a difficult question from you, Mark. You can think about mine. While you're answering yeah, Gabe's really question, is. you can buy some time for your four, top 40 moments. Okay. So I would say this. When I first started calling NBA games, 98-99 season with the Raptors, and that was Vince Carter's rookie year. In fact, my first game was Vince Carter's first ever NBA game and Paul Pierce's first ever NBA game. That's how I, I'm dating myself now. Uh, Charles Oakley was the starting power forward for the Toronto Raptors. So wow. um, that's like, you know, you see Oakley in the Raptors uniform. I can't, I don't even remember we, that. I don't even remember. We brought in, we brought in Akeem Olajuwon two years later in a Raptors uniform, really? you know, <laughs> and you say to yourself, you know, what's wrong with this picture? Here? <laughs> uh, but, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be very, very blunt and transparent with you. I was not very good. I struggled <laughs> as a play-by-play announcer for about the first 20 games because the game was really, really fast. I was not used to it wow. at the collegiate level. I had done 18 years of college ball, 14 with the ball, yep. 
four at the University of Michigan. Uh, I did the games when there was no shot clock and against lesser opponents facing DePaul because I did Aguirre and Cummings and Comages and Rod Strickland and Stanley Brundy and Kevin Edwards. That was an unbelievable run. And then I did the tail end of the Fab Five and the first layer of Robert Trailer and Maurice Taylor mm. and Maceo Baston. So the teams the games, would do four corners, right? They would just stall I, ball, right? Absolutely. I mean, if, 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 for example, Michigan was playing a team, a non-conference team that could not compete athletically, what's the best way of staying in a college game? Keep the score low. You yeah. hold the ball. Hold the ball. You, know? you can hold it as long yes. as you want at one point. That pissed me off, man. Watching those DePaul games when I was a kid. Hey, you never, to Chuck. You, never, you never were blown out by 40 points in high school. That's why I'm Mark Brody. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really annoying because you're like, oh, my God, they're going to keep it a three-point game. And they it's like Old Dominion or something playing against the ball. And they're going to beat DePaul because they held the ball for five minutes yep. at a time? Come on. Yep, Absolutely. So the NBA game, we had two preseason games, and I remember I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, and I'm trying to work in a color analyst in a 24-second shot clock and the way the pace of the game. And, I mean, I'm watching like Vince take off on an outlet pass and just go straight to the rack and dunk. And I had my analyst talk, you know, and, you know, Carter's in flight, and I'm trying to, like, appease my analyst, <laughs> who is a wonderful guy. And, you know, then I'm trying to mention score, time, ball location, oh, yeah. quick pass, and it was a blur. And then finally I got in the rhythm, and things fortunately worked out. Well, that's... Now, about 40 top games, <laughs> I, I will tell you. We got it. We got I'll, time. I'll give you one yeah. game. Yeah. I'll give you one Bull game, uh, Bulls game, and one Raptors game. Yeah. The Raptors game was Kobe's 81. That oh, was easy. Easy, Ooh. easy, um, easy. That's great that you called that game, though. It's awesome. Yes, it was, it was unbelievable. It was a Sunday night at Staples. It wasn't a very good Lakers team. They had Chris Bim. They had Smoosh Parker. So you can fill in the blanks. <laughs> Um, they, they did have Lamar Odom on the team, but the Raptors were up by 18 in the third quarter. And then Kobe came up with a um, steal at midcourt on the um, near sideline and raced to the rim, dunked it. And the crowd went kind of semi-crazy. And then Kobe just took over. I mean, we had like uh, Chris Bosh on him. We had Matt Bonner on him. We had Jalen Rose on him. We had... Uh, Mo Peterson, the former star at Michigan State. I mean, we just threw everyone at him, and uh, and so Kobe, you know, went to the line, sank two free throws. Uh, Lakers fouled. Phil calls a timeout. Eighty-one points. It's unbelievable. And then the Bulls game. I mean, like the um, sixth game of the two thousand nine playoffs with uh, Boston, Boston. Yeah, where, the road game. Joe team where Joe King came up with a steal and a slam and Pierce fouled out. Mm. That was incredible. Didn't Tyrus Thomas have a big <clears throat> game, too? Ben Gordon? I remember Tyrus well, Thomas. Ben Gordon, ben, ben Gordon had a great series. And, I mean, that that era of Bulls basketball, they, they never went, obviously, to an NBA Finals. Uh, but that period of time where you had Rose prior to the ACL and you had Joe Keem, and you had Luel Bang, mm. and before Ben left, you know, for Detroit, and you had Kirk Heinrich, and as I mentioned, Luel Dang, that whole group 
was tremendous with Taj Gibson. And I mean, that, that probably had, had LeBron not been in Miami, I am convinced had Rose stayed healthy, they would have gone to the finals at least twice. Wow. That, that hurts to hear, but very true. <laughs> Chuck, Always a pleasure uh, having you on. And, of course, guys, make sure you get his book, Always a Pleasure, by Chuck Swirsky, out right now. Chuck, uh, go get some or go do some prep. I know you got your 545. We'll see you back here on 670 Score, okay? Yes, and, and we did make a trade. You're headed to Aruba. Did Mitch Rosen tell you? Oh, I wish. And Alyssa's coming back, and you're going there. <laughs> well, you owe us 38 more top moments, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. we can work out a deal. Yeah. On that note. See you. <laughs> Bye, Chuck. Chuck, have a good one. The uh, that's Chuck Swirsky, voice of the Chicago Bulls. Again, our pregame starts at 545 right here on 670 The Score. Bulls taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so you guys make sure you check that one out as well. Uh, and I'll be uh, checking out if I'm going to Aruba, if that's a real thing. All right, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody on the other side. Someone that is wasn't necessarily a pleasure on the sidelines. Chase Claypool uh, blew up for a certain reason. You didn't hear about it? Yeah, one star on the team had to calm him. Who is he and what did he say to him? We'll talk about it on the other side. It's Gabe and Grody right here on 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.